Hey there and a very warm welcome to Bergos Now with me Aurelia Rauch and this week I have two guests to take a closer look at a topic that is for the lack of a better expression quite hot right now. It is all the hype NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And I've invited our expert on the investment side, Maximilian Mann. Hi, Max. Hello, Aurelia. And Dr. Thomas Kellein, who joins us from far away from Berlin. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Aurelia. Um, to look at this together with me from the art angle, because there we're experiencing quite the phenomenon around NFTs at the moment, and as well from an investments standpoint, and also to lay the ground a little bit. Max, you and I have talked about this topic tons and tons and tons of times over the last weeks, and there's much to say about it. We are not technical experts, but would you be so kind to start this off by simply relaying to us in your own words as simply put as possible, what is an NFT? Yeah, sure, Aurelia. So the word NFT stands for non-fungible token. In simplified terms, you can think about an NFT as a certificate of authenticity that is created by an algorithm. Mm -hmm. And the special thing about this technology is that um, you can see the ownership, the previous sales prices, right. and the number of existing copies. Um, and all of these um, things can be tracked because the NFT is saved on an open ledger on the blockchain. Yeah. So because this technology is very secure, this helps to um, yeah, give this NFTs somehow uh, um, a huge transparency regarding ownership, um, sales prices and the number of existing copies. Right. Um, actually, like NFTs are not particularly new, so they exist for more than 10 years already. Mm. But with, uh, let's say, more attention on the uh, digital art market in the last couple of months, right. also NFTs became, let's say, more mainstream and, and got a bit more attention than, than before. But yeah, um, also like NFTs offer a lot of different advantages, not just for art, but also for other asset classes. But I will uh, come back uh, regarding this later. Thank you, Max, so much. Well, it's a very complex topic and um, you present this very well. It's sort of a unique identifier for an item, a non-fungible, not tradable, not exchangeable identifier. Our listeners may have, however, heard a bit more about this in the last weeks um, when it comes to contemporary art, because especially in that field, NFTs have definitely gotten quite a bit of attention. And how can I say it? There's quite the hype, right, Thomas? There's quite a hype, yes. And usually <laughs> if there is quite a hype, um, we ask uh, what is the reason for it? And the reason usually is a lot of money. It's mm. not really the technique, the technology. It's not really only the art and how the art looks like. It's uh, an incredible amount, which is uh, 69 million US dollars which right. makes um, a completely unknown artist, technician, uh, as, let's say, aesthetical thinking person, uh, a world-famous figure. And his name is Jan Winkelmann. All of a sudden, he is, I think, number three in the living artist uh, ranking. And yeah. uh, he has collected uh, a lot of images uh, and has all put them online. And uh, he jumped on this uh, crypto uh, bandwagon only about half a year ago in the fall of 2020. And lately uh, he had this um, conversation with Christie's and they were selling 
this one piece by uh, Beeple, that's his artistic name, for these uh, mm -hmm. 69 million US. And all of a sudden, overnight, everybody wanted to know what is that, what is it? And uh, the other auction houses had to catch up. Uh, Phillips was working with an artist called Mad Dog Jones. His real name is uh, Misha Doback. Uh, later on, only a few days ago, uh, Sotheby's came up with the idea uh, to have uh, an artist called Pack, and uh, they are preparing their own auction. Uh, the auction houses, all of a sudden, they um, they work with this new currency. And it is now even moving into the galleries, the galleries that are thinking of, okay, uh, what, is, what is happening uh, online? Uh, one Berlin gallery, Johann König, who is now world famous, he created a show called uh, The Artist is Online. And for a whole month uh, from uh, March 21 until April uh, 21, he is mm -hmm. uh, selling uh, art uh, that is just uh, NFTs, that is not only digital, but he tries to also jump on this uh, crypto uh, mm -hmm. wagon. Thomas, thanks for this for this intro. Just very quickly to um, b clarify one point. NFTs are not a cryptocurrency. They rely on the same underlying technology. They are based on a on the blockchain. However, of course, NFTs are not a cryptocurrency. I think your your remark was a figure of speech. I just wanted to make that super clear. Um, Thomas, so there's quite the hype, of course. And if I may ask you something that, of course, is is at the forefront of the of the questions everybody's having around this in in art. Is this here to stay? What's gonna, is this going to shift the art world around completely? Is everybody now going to make NFTs? Are, you know, classical painters and classical sculptors, um, are they all going to now produce NFTs around their art? I think this is uh, basically the crucial question. That's what is very, very interesting. The money issue is, of course, uh, the door we walk through in order to see, okay, what can happen with us? Uh, mm -hmm. Am I investing into this? Am I really, uh, really interested? Uh, the art, first of all, uh, take uh, people, uh, take uh, other artists. First of all, we don't really know what these artists are doing. Most of these names are completely new to us. Uh, there is yeah. no Picasso, there is no Warhol, there is no Jean-Michel Basquiat who has uh, who ever worked in this uh, direction. It is a little bit uh, like if we recall a time more, more, more than 50 years ago when people were saying, okay, now we have computer art in 1967, 1968. Uh, mm -hmm. We do not even remember one of these names. The one was a, a, a German called Frieda Nake. It was mm -hmm. very, very boring art. But of course, 50 years ago, every <laughs> Everybody was shaken by it and, and it looked a little bit like a, a confetti out of squares. Uh, today, um, this is not too far away. The, the aesthetic approach um, is still uh, very, very open. We, we don't really mm. know what these people do. Um, Winkelmann's, uh, Beeple's uh, art, for instance, I think I would not have bought it myself, um, even, you know, with unlimited funds, because aesthetically, to me, it's not that uh, sufficient. It's not really that pleasing. And mm. we know of other artists, you know, they come up with, a, let's say, like a SpongeBob-like uh, figure, and uh, they, they uh, use this 
technique and uh, make it an uh, an autographed uh, digital item. Uh, but why yeah. should I spend a million for it? You know, uh, I want something more special. And if we if we look into uh, artist Mad Doc Jones, at least he's coming up with uh, what we call cyberpunk. Uh, he comes with dystopian imagery. He uses uh, neon uh, colors. Okay, that's maybe for the people below 20 years. Um, I think it's getting very interesting in case we, we look what the galleries are now doing. And if I come back to the, the Johann Koenig exhibition in Berlin, uh, the the basic approach is a little bit more virtual reality. So mm. you are on the digital page, uh, you, you are dealing with real spaces. However, you change, manipulate, invent new spaces. And then I think it's kind of logical to also uh, give it this uh, digital uh, ownership and uh, give it uh, the price in this new cryptocurrency, for instance, if the galleries can accept this as well, the auction houses do. Um, I think we are at the beginning of, of this new aesthetic approach. And um, one thought comes uh, to myself uh, instantly, which is, what what do the new, the normal artists do who make watercolors or who do yeah. paintings? Um, mm -hmm. These pieces are definitely not digital at all. However, yeah. they could be turned into, uh, like, let's say, the the digital uh, autographed uh, item. Uh, you you can you can call any painting, for instance, like any watch, any car, an NFT, and then you sell this this NFT. And in the end of the day, you tell the new owner, okay, uh, you don't own this painting, you know, you own this uh, digital file, uh, but here's the painting, you can have it on top of it. And then I think it's getting very, very funny. And we would have um, basically the same old art market, but uh, in an entirely new dress. I think this is yeah. a, a lovely idea. <laughs> excited to see how this is going to develop yes i guess the spiral with which we are confronted when it comes to the notary what is the piece that goes along with the nft and so on and so on it's potentially endless um thank you so much thomas I, we are actually catching you today on your vacation much deserved and thank you so much for still taking the time to shed some light on this incredibly interesting phenomenon so thank you especially for this absolutely fine And Max, now I'm going to turn back to you uh, since we're physically here together. So you also dove a bit deeper into the question of where else can NFTs be applied? Where does this technology land? It's sort of an added value. So let's dive in. It's not only art, is it? Yeah, exactly. So overall, you can say that the market for collectibles is immense. Yeah, It's a large market ranging from um, old timers to expensive watches to art sure. and also now like digital art. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, it's a technology that also enables things to be traded that haven't been traded before. Mm. So for example, the first tweet of the social media website Twitter was just recently sold to an investor. And that's something which is something unique um, that this uh, tweet was a, now or is now a liquid asset that can be traded. But um, the technology also enables, um, let's say, traditional um, collectibles to be more secure and more transparent. Sure. So, for example, some Swiss uh, luxury watch companies are working with the blockchain technology. So when you buy the watch, you uh, get a certificate of ownership on the blockchain mm -hmm. um, that shows that you're the official owner of this watch. 
and let's say I bought this watch in the store and now I sell it to you, mm. then I can also transfer the ownership on the blockchain to you. So it's something that is really or has the potential to revolutionize the um, yeah the used watch market because it offers a lot more transparency. Yeah. So you can see how many owners um, have worn the watch before right. and what were the recent sales prices, et cetera. Yeah, and I think you're also touching on something that is really relevant, that there is transparency around the chain of owners, right? That the provenance of a piece, and we know this very well from art, that provenance matters gravely. Um, th that simply the fact that a certain person, an individual, may have owned a piece before you adds to the piece's value. So there's this whole other layer that is introduced by this technology as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Max, but I, I felt that is a very pertinent point, especially coming from the art discussion. Yeah, exactly. It's com completely right. And also um, the technology offers a lot of advantages also for asset classes that are usually characterized by, let's say, high transaction costs yeah. and um, a low level of transparency. Mm -hmm. For example, also the real estate market mm -hmm. is an interesting use case for the blockchain. Yeah. Um, so the tokenization of uh, real estate is also, let's say, a trend topic or a hot topic because it could enable um, real estate ownership with, let's say, smaller stakes so you don't have to buy a whole um, house or a whole building. You can also just buy one token of the building, which is maybe consisting of, let's say, 10,000 tokens or 100 tokens. Yeah. So it makes, let's say, the initial investment much smaller, but also enables a higher level of liquidity because you can just trade this token mm -hmm. 24 hours, mm -hmm. seven days a week. And uh, you have a higher level of transparency because you can also see the, the, the former ownership of this token or also of the whole real estate. Because usually the real estate market is a market with a lot of transaction costs and a really a low level of transparency. So there are a lot of costs that are involved to get like the information that you need to sure. purchase a, a real estate investment. Yeah, yeah. So this is an interesting use case and I think it can go even much far for other, let's say, traditional asset classes or collectibles. But let's see what the technology will bring. When something is as hyped as this is at the moment, or let's just say it's uh, everybody's sort of portfolio of conversation topics at the time. Um, could it be a hype? What do we think? So it's definitely a hype. So you see a lot of money flowing into this NFT um, trend, especially in digital art, in collectibles, also in music. Um, but it remains to be a bit unclear, like if the buyers of those assets of those NFTs are actually people that just want to have quick money or easy money in terms of speculating on a rising price, or if the buyers are really collectors, they want to hold these NFTs in, in the long term. So it's going to be interesting how the prices of these assets are going to develop in the medium or also in the longer term. Because I think it's quite easy to buy an NFT, but to sell an NFT mm. to another, um, to, to someone who is sharing your taste mm. and wants to pay more for mm. the same asset that mm. you already have, I think that's a bit tricky and not that easy as, mm. as some people might think. So, yeah, let's see how uh, this is going to develop in the, in the future. And in principle, yeah, it's not just for NFTs, it's for every other asset class. Um, when If you decide to invest in something, you should somehow understand what you're doing and what you're investing in. Yeah. And it's something which is really important also for NFTs because it's such a young 
asset class such a young market which is like not yet established and is yeah. still developing a lot so you should really understand what you're doing and yeah let's see i think it's definitely a hype at the moment i'm not sure because the technology offers a lot of opportunities how this is going to develop in the future if we will see like this as the uh, let's say pushing more into traditional asset classes or is if it's just like uh, say a short-term phenomenon which is driven by the higher bitcoin price so mm. let's see it's going to be interesting well i guess it's also um another open question of the platforms for the trading right that this i guess there is going to be quite the push to market in in different way, ways of finding the the footing and where to trade these these nfts it's interesting we're right at the beginning thank you so much max for sharing your insights i think it's an incredibly interesting topic um i hope you'll be back with more when there's more to say yeah definitely thank you very much Aurelia thanks for being here Max and we thank you as always very much for listening we hope that you enjoyed this little um, yeah deep dive into NFTs with us this week which leaves me saying if you ever want us to discuss a topic please email us just uh, reach out to info at bergos.ch and we will try our best to tackle your topic and in the meantime, I wish you nothing but a wonderful weekend. It's Friday, so we're all about to go there. And a successful week until we're back next week on Friday with Bagos Now. Bye-bye. <laughs>